I'll toss my cookies. But then I'll have some cookies. Deal. Timmy Logic. You're listening to Return to Gilead. A fan podcast for down Gilead Lane. By two new but avid fans of the show. I'm Ryan Matlock. And I'm Michael LeFevre. And today we're reviewing 4-3 Aim Higher by Sarah Ozinski. Episode 47 on our Return to Gilead. Here's the summary for this episode. Justin has to deal with two challenges. Tiffany's ego and Lauren's insecurity <laughs> when the three interns visit an air show. There's a there's a description. <laughs> I mean, I wrote that, so if you have a problem with it, just let me know. I don't. It's just funny the way you put it. He has two problems. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does. But here's, he the, does. here's the thing about this episode. This is Sarah Osinski's first mainstream episode. Her previous episode was Summer Camp Blues which chronologically takes place after this one, and which I loved. We talked about that in that review, yeah, which we haven't recorded yet. But, <laughs> but for this episode, I love, love, love this episode and Sarah Osinski's writing, and I think she might be better than Beth Culp, in my opinion. Because yes, you don't say. Because Beth is great. Beth weaves great stories around small issues and has great character development in her scripts, and I feel engaged. I feel like the characters are true to their character, true to how they how they would act in the episodes, and it furthers the plot. This episode does all of that and fits in some great music, great sound design that can only come from writing direction. Like saying, here's the conflict. Uh, Tiffany wants the jet all to herself, but then she realizes that it's too intense for her, so she ends up with the kids in the hot air balloon. And then the hot air balloon, the guy falls out, and then the balloon starts flying away because it was enough upward thrust combined with him falling out and the whatever the burner to pull the hot air balloon out of the tether or whatever it was and now you've got to get it down and we're intercutting between the kids and the control station everyone's going to be okay but it's going to be a whole thing for lauren because she's kind of feeling insecure because she's in justin's shadow but she's also really nice about it it's a great episode it is. And it's a clear different feel from what we're sort of used to with uh, Beth Culp and Leah Gardner. Like, you feel a certain higher intensity, especially, like, as the plot is a little bit more focused outside of sort of the day-to-day. It's not like, oh, we're, we're dealing with someone, a, a bully being mad at school. It's it's we're dealing with being in a hot air balloon above the city and we're, we're and we're like we don't know where we are and it's all like it's a much bigger plot but it's still all great it's just, it's just different not worse or better well it, it feels like i would say it's better like even you'd say it's better i would yeah comparing this one to what's i'm thinking what was, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what was the most intense beth culp episode that we had before this, like the most action-packed one. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because I, I don't think of Beth Culp's writing as action-packed. Yeah, there's not a lot. And even the next episode, which has a fair bit of action in it, that one's not by Beth Culp. That one's by Sarah Osinski again. So I, I'm thinking, as far as Sarah Osinski's writing style, it feels like Kathy Buchanan mixed in with a dash of Marshall Younger, just enough to make it more likable than I think a lot of I think Kathy's writing is. And I love Kathy. Yeah, I, she, I'd say it's great. definitely more memorable. Like, it's easier to say, oh, that, that episode where the with the jet than to say, oh, the episode where, you know, Haley was being sad <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Because I think Beth Culp's writing, it focuses a lot more on more subtle ways that people act driving the plot rather than what they're doing Mm -hmm. so it's not that episode where they went and did this it's the episode 
where yeah like there was a computer game involved but really what what the, like the meat of the episode was the emotions and the feelings and the uh, the the way people treated each other that was Leah Gardner who i think focuses a little bit more on the um, on the plot than Beth Culp does. I, I haven't sure, really figured sure, out. Yeah, that, that wasn't meant to be a, a perfect example no, of Beth Culp, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we pointed out in the past that Beth Culp and Leah Gardner have kind of been, it's it's hard to tell the differences between their writing. This one, I think there is a clear yeah. difference. It's a much more stark contrast. Yeah, so here's, here's what I want to do for this. How about we listen to the clip of the day here for this episode, and as you're listening to this, here are a couple things to pick out. One, I left the music on the beginning of this clip because it rocks. Second, Listen to the interactions between the characters and and determine, do they sound natural? Are they good? Uh, Second, this was, I think, directed also by Sarah Asinski, if I'm not mistaken. So see how the interactions, if they're natural or not, then see if that's uh, a director thing or just an actor thing. Also, listen to the writing and a joke that happens in this scene. It's one of my favorite jokes in the episode. And also, listen to the sound design in the background. So all those things, take a listen. (laughs) Are you good, Ryan? (laughs) That's a lot to keep track of. You don't have to keep track of all that. This is a genius way to introduce this scene because we get the music that we haven't really had this kind of music, like a major key sort of soft rock. Yes, we get that. Then we get the the, play, the jet sound effect flying through and we think, oh, this is great. They're going to be talking about the jets. No, Mikey's talking about getting food. He's talking about, like, obviously what he wants. That's that's Mikey. And then Timmy is kind of confused about uh, what, uh, what a Harrier jet is and we get that interaction. But even in that interaction, they're talking about where they are. And so you can tell they're at the location at the air show. They're seeing all these things. They're talking about them in, in their own little ways. Mary cuts in at the end, like, we'll talk about that later. That's just, that's exactly a thing that Mary would do. We've seen her do that before. We saw her do that before in To Grandmother's House We Go when Timmy was do, go, doing the knock-knock joke. She kind of, like, quieted him down. It's exactly how she would talk. And so, and in the middle of all that, you have all of the sound effects all tying together in the background. This is a new location. It's exciting. I love this episode because almost every scene is just like this. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was all great. The uh, you were saying to like pay attention and see if it all sounds like interactions that they they sound real. I'd say they sound mostly real. It's like maybe there's a there's a 10 or 15% there that there's something where I can listening to it again, it sounds a bit written, but I think that might be an editing issue. There, there's a lot of pauses between people's lines Hmm. now i noticed in the next episode we'll talk about that sometime later that it seemed like it was a little scripted on mikey's part in some of his lines but that might either be directing or editing or writing i i don't know where it comes from i know what you i know what you mean and that's fair that you're paying attention so and yes this is this is her second episode so it would make sense there are a couple there might be a couple bugs here and there yeah but like honestly i didn't pay attention the first time it sounded just fine the first time i listened (laughs) to so maybe i'm overthinking it so tiffany is awful of course like to the level of she's I, i don't even have words for how awful tiffany is in this episode 
She gets the call from Mac Lewis is the guy's name. And I think he's our main guy throughout the episode. I don't know if he's the guy in the control tower who we're talking to, but there's, there's him, there's the pilot, and there's Wayne. Then there's Hale Clark, who's the news reporter, and Janet Gray, who's working at the newspaper. So you've got a nice selection of extra characters in this episode, along with the Fisher family with Lauren and Patrick and Kelly and Peter. I think Patrick, Patrick has one line. But in all of that, you've got Tiffany, who gets a call from Mac Lewis, and she proceeds to use that to her advantage to be the only one who gets to go on the jet. Turns out she's terrified up there and wants to get off immediately. And then she goes back to just gaslighting Justin and Lauren as like, yeah, I got here early because I actually showed up on time. Like, I work here too, and I want to, or I'm an intern too. I, I get to go on this hot, hot air balloon ride. And she goes from there to pushing the guy who's manning the, the hot air balloon. The hot air balloon operator. Yeah, pushing him, legit pushing him out of the basket. Yes. And then yeah. proceeding and then later proceeding to call everybody at the air airstrip or like at that place idiots and then yeah, go ahead. And then later trying to take it take the credit for getting them back getting them back safely when she was the one that got them into the problem in the first place via nearly killing a dude. Yeah, like that's great he's okay. But also she show she's like a a little kid who's selfish about something like something something's going wrong and so the kid's throwing a temper tantrum and then the people are like well we, we gotta do something okay let's just placate this person and and give the kid what he wants and all of a sudden everything is back to normal just peachy keen sorry austin no offense but <laughs> that's what i feel like tiffany is like in this episode it works beautifully in the plot i think but also i can't believe that she's this terrible yeah, it's a little strange to watch the progression, like kind of focus on the progression of Tiffany getting just worse and worse. <laughs> and you wonder if it's like, is this her character? Like she's getting worse because she's reacting to Maya and just like getting that much more terrible as a result because she wasn't this bad in her first episode. Right. She was, well, because that one, we didn't really know her. And that one, we kind of had to play up the side of like, we don't know uh, who this character is. So let's just assume that she's maybe she has something malicious, but we don't know. So when Justin shares his report with her, we we just don't know where that's going to go. But we think it's going to be some kind of copyright or not copyright. There's going to be some kind of plagiarism going on there. And then after that. okay, okay. So now she's yeah, she's not a great person. Now, after that episode, things go downhill. But. Honestly, right. no, no spoilers here. Worse. No spoilers here, but she gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and like, and she's a big player in season five as well, and in season 10, and in season 12. And in all of those, she is terrible. Again, no spoilers, but who knows what's going to happen. We do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true, which, which is why we're talking about this. So do you think that she's terrible in a, like, is she... Terrible in a good way oh, or great. terrible in a bad way? Oh, it's fantastic because she, she's a, a okay. an awesome foil for Justin, who's our protagonist, where he's our neutral space. And then for Lauren, something's going on there. We don't know, but she's she's nice. Okay, so she's a friend. I think the episode does a great job at the end of Tiffany's been doing this stupid stuff. Okay, let's ignore Tiffany and focus on Lauren and address the issues of the episode through Lauren's perspective, through Justin's perspective. That's great. Uh, and then Tiffany is Tiffany. So I, I think... As far as Tiffany goes, it's really good for the story, personally, I think. Uh, but also, I think it's it's good that we're calling out that she's a terrible person. Right. 
You want to talk about the lesson for this episode? Yes, I do. So what did you think the lesson was? Like when you got to the end, you were like, okay, here's the lesson I learned. So the lesson was just because, Justin says it, just because somebody's better than you doesn't mean you shouldn't use your abilities. You shouldn't use use your skills that, that one, you've been given by God and two, you've honed and three, that you actually have. Um, from yeah. from Tiffany's perspective, I think it, it would more be that just recognizing you don't have these skills, stop pretending like you do. But but for for um, for Lauren, she was she was looking at Justin. And that's again, I can't say how much I love this episode because it's it's so good. Uh, at the beginning, the first line we get is Lauren admiring Justin's photos. And so from before the episode starts, we get the idea that Lauren is feeling inferior to Justin. And sure. we see this in like we're we're speech and debate people. We we know how this works. In competitions, you're always going to have people who are better than you who win higher spots than you and you might progress together and get to a point where like for me in speech, I I didn't get to a first place often in some of my categories even though I've been holding those speeches for years or those categories for years. Uh, there was always going to be somebody who was better than I was, but I could get like third place or maybe fourth place. And still progress and be with and learn from these people who are really, really good and eventually use those skills in not necessarily a competitive situation, but more just something where somebody needs my skills and I can help. And that's the that's the case here is that Lauren kind of feels like she's competing with Justin because it's something internal. It's it's nothing external because there's not that you're you're competing with me and only one of us can get this spot. But it is some kind of pressure she's putting on herself like, well, well, if Justin is so good here. Here's another case where I thought that since I was doing the photography side and he was doing the journalism side that he wouldn't like jump into my lane. But, well, it seems like he's really good. So instead of competing with him, instead of competing with him, I'm just going to let him have it. I think that's what she's thinking. And, and Justin doesn't really see it that way. Yeah. Would you agree that's what the, the theme is in this episode? Uh, I'd actually take it a little bit of a step further. I think what I wrote down is based partially on what is said in the ending raps. But I think the lesson is doing good things uh, for God. Like, essentially, you should do good things for God and to stu- and steward your gifts for him rather than for yourself. Um, so it's it's partially about, like, when other people have gifts, that doesn't mean you shouldn't use yours. But it's a little bit further than that. Essentially, you have a certain duty to steward your gifts even when other people have gifts. And you might think, oh, well, I'm not all that much. I'm not special. No, you're not meant to compare yourself to other people. You're meant to do what you can with what you have. And I actually think that ties in really well throughout the whole story because you've got the contrast between Lauren and Tiffany. Lauren, Tiffany, and Justin, actually. Because Lauren believes that she shouldn't use her gifts because she sees Justin and thinks, well, he's better, so he should just do it. And then Tiffany clearly has gifts, but also her main focus is on glory and getting credit and like good things for herself. And that's where her folly lies. And Justin is sort of here in the middle where he does good things, but he doesn't do them because he gets credit for them. And he doesn't do them because he thinks he's the best. He just does it because he wants to do he wants to use his gifts for the glory of god and so he's that middle ground between the two extremes of doing it for yourself and not doing it because you think that other people are better than you or, right. or like uh, you don't think you're good enough 
he's just using what he has for God. And that's the middle ground that the lesson in the episode is trying to draw out. Yeah. Can I uh, can I bring up an example here? You can. So a great example of exactly that in three lines from each of those characters is Tiffany starts bragging about or lying about what she was doing up in the hot air balloon. Justin starts to jump in, but then Lauren jumps in and says, no, 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 Justin, it's, it's okay. It wouldn't make a difference anyway. It doesn't matter and it wouldn't make a difference anyway when Tiffany's talking to Hale Clark and she yeah. goes on to just brag about herself. That I don't know if Justin should have jumped in there and, and said something about it, but I think that's brought out in the end when Janet Gray and Hale Clark come up later and Janet says, Mr. Clark's a better reporter than that. Like, because he could clearly see that Tiffany was exaggerating, but he had to kind of play it up for the cameras to be like, that doesn't sure. seem, yeah. Uh, he did show up later and give Lauren her dues, uh, give her credit for it. But in that little interchange, Tiffany, Justin, and Lauren, we see each of those philosophies where Tiffany wants the attention Justin doesn't like injustice, and so he's willing to stand up for that. And Lauren just doesn't want there to be conflict. Uh, but she also kind of wants to take an, a hands-off approach to it. And I think that kind of points to what you were saying about the, the theme here, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the official theme for this episode is seeking approval from God alone. And that's, uh-huh. that's, similar, that's similar to using your gifts or, or using your talents. It's more it's further in the direction that you were, you were taking it in that Tiffany was very clearly seeking approval from man and from other people yeah. and the middle ground that Justin and kind of Lauren was also seeking approval by not competing. But Justin said, no, 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 you, you need to seek approval from God in, in your talents. And if he's proud of you then it's like, you're, if you're throwing away something that he gave you, it's like you're slapping him in the face. So it's like a slap in the face to God, sort of. Yeah, sort of. Well, like even more, it's just that he's given it to you, but he didn't give it to you just so that you could not do anything with it. It's it's much like right. an investor. They they give their money to someone so that they can invest it and make more, <laughs> not so they can set it down and be like, okay, here's your money back. <laughs> so you're saying that God gives us talents each according to our ability. Yes, he does. Let's. This is an audio drama. Let's stop there. Um, but another joke in this episode that I that I really loved was when the Morrisons and the Fishers are in the control tower and they're talking about the jet that Justin's going to go up in. And then I think Michael, uh, Timmy says he wants to go up in it. And Michael says, no way, you'd toss your cookies for sure. And Timmy goes, what, they have cookies? Yes. And then later Justin shows up and Timmy asks, did you bring cookies? <laughs> It's such a good joke, and it, they don't hammer it too much. It's just those two a two-tick joke. I love it. Should we put Harry Jets on the Timmy t-shirt that we're totally designing? We should have the t-shirt that's just got, like, all of the different insignias and logos plastered all over it, and then just in the center, it's Timmy is adorable. Like a Timmy there we aesthetic, go. A Timmy aesthetic t-shirt. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah, I totally didn't call in and leave a voice message about that, but you guys should do it. <laughs> Anyway, I don't think I actually have anything else to say about this episode. This was a, I think I've said it, said my piece. This was really good. Yeah, I'd say overall, like the music and the sound effects all throughout were on point. We also just get lots of really cool scenes. I'd say overall, if I'll, if I'll say this, the difference between this episode and a lot of Beth Culp's writing is that a lot of the episode doesn't have to do with the lesson involved. Like, there's plenty of scenes where they're in the jet or in the hot air balloon that it's like things are happening and it's high action, 
but it's not necessarily integral to the lesson people will learn later. Mm -hmm. Because, like, theoretically, you could take this episode and have the point at the end where Justin says, no, you can still take pictures without any of the action in the hot air balloon, right? Not necessarily, because Lauren's behavior in the hot air balloon saved them, or helped them, I guess. I mean, they might have survived, but... Really, she did right. do a, she did do a lot for them, and so because she was because she was doing that not to please anyone, but to please God and to help them. That's an example of how we should act. I think I would say okay. that's it. Okay, that's an. In- I didn't think about that. That makes sense. But like, I guess theoretically, like if you took that part out of the episode, you could still have a part where they yes. learn the lesson. I suppose. Right. Um, right. Which is not to say that that's bad. Like, I don't think that this episode would be made better without any of the action. It's just a different way of like where the action happening with Tiffany in the jet and the action happening like around all the plot-centered aviation elements. They're cool, but they're not integral to the episode uh, like from a purely lesson standpoint there's sort of a thing that's happening at the same time that could be divorced it wouldn't be great but they could be yeah and that's just that's not meant to be like that's terrible it's just an analysis of the writing style which it still makes for a great episode because we get to enjoy a form of adventure but also a lesson but it doesn't feel like the adventure is forcing us to learn a lesson that's a good way to put it. I think contrasting this with maybe Love Rules, for example, uh, that episode has barely any action. I love that episode because the theme is great. Uh-huh. The character design is great. All the elements are there. It doesn't have to have the plot. This one has the has the plot, and it's awesome. And the plot kind of carries through some of the, their, the scenes where there's not really any theme there. But th- the theme, for me, is more Justin and Tiffany and Lauren are at an air show. They're going to learn something. And that's that's tied into all the scenes. I think all the scenes here are necessary for the story, necessary for the character development. It doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be all tying into the same theme. But if it did, it might be all the more incredible or it might feel on the nose. Who knows? But I think this was done well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all we got. You want to go to the wraps? Yes. Well, season four is off to a fantastic start. How are you feeling, Ryan? I'm feeling like season four is off to a fantastic start. We're going to do feeling, this again. Michael? We did this at the beginning of season. Th- <laughs> Let's not do this again. <laughs> Why do you get ask me how I'm doing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll stop that. But if you want me to stop that, how can you leave a voice message to tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> you can go to anchor.fm slash return to Gilead. <laughs> I'm just doing the podcast by myself right now. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm losing it. Okay. Um, <laughs> they can go to anchor.fm slash return to Gilead, where they can find all of our podcasts. And there's our link tree with all the links to anything you could ever want to learn about the podcast or down Gilead Lane or associated things. Yeah. Yeah. As far as associated things go, I would recommend Austin Peachy's podcast still on the link tree. You can go check that out there. He's been a guest on our podcast several times. Lori Krieg's website and her podcast are also linked there. Really would highly recommend. Lori was a great guest on this podcast. You can go listen to that episode if you want as well. That's in between seasons two and three. And go listen to some of her insights if you're interested. She's She's got a lot to say. So I still need to listen to that podcast. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, next time we're going to be reviewing episode 4-4, Fish and Slips. 
which was the episode that Randy Heckman talked about, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. And the one that we referenced, like, two episodes ago. <laughs> Until then, I'm Michael. I'm Ryan. Thank you so, so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time as we once again return to Gilead.